check, check. Silversations, the podcast. Welcome, y'all. Silversations, EX platform for courage, compassion, wonder, conversation. Uh, today's episode is a super dope one. We did a three-person uh, podcast with Lance and our good friend Jordan Ching, uh, who you'll hear more about uh, right away when we introduce when we're chatting with each other. But I met Jordan at Burning Man in 2018, and um, Jordan is a homie from the Bay. He's a filmmaker. Um, but without giving away too much, just somebody that I really admire and am inspired by as a creative and as a boss, as somebody who just gets shit done, somebody who's always creating um, and is very in tune with what they're creating, but very in tune with herself and and her state of flow and her being. Uh, I think that part is super dope because she takes care of her internal um, and puts in that work um, and her philosophy and her way of being is in such alignment that you see it come through in the clarity of her hustle and the clarity of her art. Um, and she's just good people that is a supporter of us and all the things that we do. So um, it was a cool conversation because Lance got to sit in and the three of us chatted. And, you know, there, you'll hear noise in the back, Harley. Her dog came out and Harley was making appearances, just hanging out around in the house. Um, we had a good conversation to just be able to have that. And especially in a time when a lot of us are you know, recalibrating, reconfiguring, uh, hopefully being kind to ourselves, taking time. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation. There's a, there's some cool dynamics to it um, as we learn about Jordan and um Thanks, Lance y'all. and Jordan Thanks actually here. have All right, so uh, some really good Jordan, uh, Jordan Ching. I'm going to say, maybe I'll share what out. I think here is. Okay. When I think about Jordan, these are all the different entirety. pieces. And then Peace. you can add all the other things that maybe people don't know or all the other things you consider. So I think when I think Jordan, right, this is the homie from the Bay. Um, we met at Burning Man. Jordan is a filmmaker, a boss, a vegan, <laughs> a philosopher, a forward thinker, uh, a creator, a CEO, an app maker, a Prius driver, a SoCal resident with her heart in the bay. Um, oh, I already said vegan, but alkaline vegan. Yeah, not so much. Not <laughs> <laughs> but enjoys. When she eats, she yes. enjoys. Yes. Uh, you are a witch. Yes. You confirmed. <laughs> yes, you have done a water cleanse. Yes. What is it called? Shibuken. Shibuken. Oh, that's um. Yeah, just when you fast and then you get all the old shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> and overall creator and visionary in mind. That's that's what I know. Obviously, you're more. Is there anything else that? Wow. Could have forgot. Uh, bulldog mom. Oh yeah. yeah she is a bulldog mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, a homie made meal chef. Yeah, that's the coolest <laughs> chef. You know. Uh, and I think you covered everything. Dope. 
dope. Yeah, so the idea is like one of the things is with Silver Stations, right, is when we, like holding this space is we talk a lot when people chat. I think we hold a lot of the labels of what people are. And then when, it, but just when you're in a good conversation, it's like, it just is. And it's just what is. And maybe for someone that doesn't know you, those are the labels of what you are. But then what this is, is just homies and humans having a conversation, right? So Something simple like that. Yeah, some exactly. just simple matters. Mm-hmm. They see, they see the outside of the box. We see the inside of the box. You see? Like we're trying to get inside there, inside, right? Inside, we're inside. Unwrap the box. <laughs> yeah. So if you know, first question is, you know, that I would just ask is, um, because you're, I, I think I associate the, the, the part that I admire the most about you is like a filmmaker or as a creative, right? And where do you think you've, like, fashioned that? vision and that creative philosophy for yourself let me think about that i think i fashion it because i my intention is to create things that i want to see and really explore the imagination and explore the depths of what your mind can create so really push the boundaries in terms of worlds, visuals, story, style, and then take all of those and mesh it all together and see what you get. Yeah. How is that 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 piece of like tr- like cuz I think before I used to just say make dope shit, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how does one like for people that are finding that space in themselves, right? Like cuz I'm one I'm I think the way that I've been conditioned is to fulfill tasks or to do things for other people. And so now that I'm getting older, like I'm tapping in more to this is the way that I want to do it. I want to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you, yeah, how do you find that, like in that human journey to be empowered and I want to make dope shit in my vision and that's cool and that's legit and that's what I'm going to run with? Ooh. Man, you just come out the gate swinging. Yeah. <laughs> no warm up questions. No, what did I eat for breakfast? Um, <laughs> Let's start with breakfast for no, short. No, yeah. Okay, we're too deep now. Um, let me think. So, I would have to agree that we are, as humans and as a society, conditioned to check off the boxes and have lists and to dos and you know, just go through what you need to do for the day, the week, the month. I think for me, I see art and creation as a means to inspire hope and really touch people, Mm -hmm. their minds and their hearts in a different way that a lot of mediums can't. And so, you know, like growing up, I grew up, all around business people, all around sales people. There's no creatives, there's no artists. So it's not something that I was even in an environment around, but I think something inside of me, it was just like I always felt different and I always felt like I wanted to make the world a better place. And so when I really gravitated towards the arts and filmmaking and and all of it, and I could start to physically with my own eyes, see the impact that movies, that films, that mm-hmm. even like watching the news has on people. 
I kind of understood the power of what this medium could do. So yeah. it just made me go f- like fully in. Yeah, the power it is it's like the energy wave it's like some will react to that energy some won't but the ones that that react they react pretty hard so yeah. it's like very crazy yeah yeah i mean it's uh, i think when you see i you can see the emotion and and thoughts that can be invoked by movies and by films and and even just like pieces on youtube mm-hmm. and you can see like oh in the right hands, you could really shift perspectives. Yeah. You could really open eyes. You could really touch hearts. And yeah. I think that's why I love it so much. What is it like? Because that's like, that's the, the most powerful thing to me is that concept of being able to shift minds. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I've got Harley. Harley's trying to shift minds. Harley's, Harley's, <laughs> Harley's trying to cuddle right now. <laughs> you wanna put that, you wanna, we could put that there. Does he want to lie down on that? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to lap. <laughs> Take it. Wait. Mm-mm. <laughs> We're podcasting right now. Okay, Why sorry. Wait, so. Um, so, like, in regards to, like, realizing that you could, like, shift minds, um, for you, what is, like, how do you dive into that? What's the, what's the mindset for you to, like, shift minds, or how do you tap into that inside of yourself, like? Or, or the avenues in which you go about that in your craft? I read a lot. I mm. read a lot of books. Mm. Um, I've been actually not consuming as much media, so just trying to filter that in terms of like what I'm actually putting into my mind and my body, mm-hmm. both ways, right? Food and just mentally. Um, and... Um, I don't know. Let me say the question again. I feel like yeah. I went off on a tangent. Just like, no, that makes sense. I think that's that speaking sense. to your process. Okay. Uh, I'm just thinking, yeah, when you think about you know, Jordan as a filmmaker, yeah, th- these, this is what I possess in my arsenal or in my craft that I have the ability to shift minds or shift perspectives. Like, mm-hmm. For you, what is that that you lean on or, or that you hold, that you have confidence in within yourself and in your craft? I think... The confidence comes from just being um, a uh, one million percent optimist of mm. of knowing that you can change things, and then mm. I think the people that you surround yourself with are equally as important. Because yeah. then you see um, people that are also living their life in accordance to making an impact, and I think all of it. There's no like separation in things, right? It's yeah. all of it combined that adds to this yeah. energy of just like knowing like, okay, I know that this is possible because I see it happening yeah. and it just adds to the motivation. Yeah. It's like hearing this, it's like, it's very like, oh, Jordan's a finished product, right? Like when you, when you look at Jordan, you're like, oh, Jordan's a boss, right? Man. Yeah. I look, when I look at Jordan, <laughs> I see like he a finished product of like making shoes. I mean, throw into, you know, prisons. I mean, yeah. But just overall, we like, he done played his years. Like, he done showed us what he done did. He done finished product. He done. It's different. Yeah. I mean, I'm an extra too, so. Yeah. And then Jordan Chang. 
Yeah, but Jordan Ching. <laughs> Jordan Ching. Yeah. I was like, very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about Jordan Ching? <laughs> she is. I will. I, I can say, for me, I feel like she's more than a finished product. It's more like, that's a safe keep product. You feel me? Like, we can't give her too much. We can't give too much of that product out yet. Uh, okay? We can, yeah. we can only give a little bit out, but that's a great product. Yeah. She, would like, the overall, to me, is like, that's a that's more than a human being to me. I'm kind of I'm more than inspired by her because the whole rundown, the whole conversation, just how she is, and she took that just idea to like you know what I'm different, I'm around different people that have these same ideas, but me, this idea is not the same as everybody else's. I believe in true nature of human people, and where I'm at is not it. And you changed it. You made something possible. Like hold on, and a person like me coming from nowhere. I see it. It's still going. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so that being said, like, like, obviously that perception, right? If someone's to look at you like, oh, she got her own business. She's doing these. She's like doing these spots. Just on the like noob level, on the like, when Jordan was insecure or when Jordan was finding her way, what were, what was that process like? What were, what were those moments? Shit, that was just like last year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think. I don't think you're ever a finished product because if you're a true student, you're always learning, right? So you're always learning something. Mm -hmm. If it's not your craft, it's a hobby or something about yourself Mm -hmm. or some way to improve or... So I don't think like any of us are ever finished products. But last year was probably my toughest year and... um, it was definitely riddled with a lot of doubt, with a lot of just like, is this going to work, you know, because that was uh, the transition from our old business into our new business. And then right after we had got that going, the pandemic started. And so we were like only a couple months old um, with Flippard. And that was just like that really weird that weird time of, oh, dude, am I going to have to get, like, a regular job, you know? Mm -hmm. But in my heart, I knew that there's so much we have to do. Like, we haven't even scratched the surface. All of the past however many years were just Mm warm-up. That's, like, we're not even in the game yet. You know what I mean? Like, that was all just, like, strength conditioning to, Mm -hmm. to get us into the place that we are now which you know even now i still feel like wow there's so much to learn so much to do so so much to like go and just accomplish or just experience and so yeah i think um i'm a really stubborn person and so i kind of knew i was like well this there's no way that like we're gonna stop there's no way I'm going to have a boss. There's no way I'm going to get a regular job. So there's really no option but to just keep going. Yeah. And that's what motivated you to just keep going was like that, those those sayings in your head was like, no, no, I yeah. don't see it. I don't see it. There's no <laughs> way. And then, you know, I have great family. Like I have great support system. Mm-hmm. I have great friends. I have great people around me who are just like, yo, like, you're crazy just you know like of course you're gonna go like you're of course you're gonna do this and so it's like all of those things combined but yeah I think in my heart I just like yeah there's no way there's no (laughs) way we could stop do do you have like a specific 
like uh, an instance when you think about early in your journey, just personal journey of filming, where you're like, oh, I don't know if I could do this, or like, I don't know if I'm cut out, or just like, oh, this this feels out of depth. Um, I definitely had imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I think because like, like our generation is an interesting generation. Like, like I was born in '85, right? And so we're kind of like this bridge between the older generation and the newer generation mm-hmm. so i saw like the younger generation just like super popping like really fast you know mm-hmm. like i knew like some directors like way younger than me that were just like they just hit it and they just went and ours was always like a, a slow build yeah. you know yeah. and now that i look back at it i attribute it because like we're building a, a business and a company rather than just like us as an individual yeah. so like yeah early on i was definitely like oh shit maybe like maybe this isn't this isn't like what i'm supposed to be doing but then again because i'm stubborn and there's just that belief that belief far outweighs any of those like moments of doubt or those mm-hmm. moments of like Maybe I shouldn't be here. Because then at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I should be here. <laughs> yeah. That's that's really interesting that you say that because with like the old and the new generation where there was a time when we were coming up where it shit just got really fast. Where really like fast. People could just pop off or like, and then now it's just hyperspeed. It's yeah. hyperspeed. It's, it's like the, the concept of being viral now. Is, yeah. It's still easy. It's too easy, actually. Yeah. But I'm interested about that thought of like longevity and sustainability and like staying around and yeah. like being for something as opposed to like trying to catch something or trying yeah. to catch a wave. Because you catch a wave, that, that wave actually falls down. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of crazy, but it's true. And that was something that we would see, right? We would see these like really popping directors that like had millions of YouTube hits and whatever. And then like a couple years later, we check on them and they weren't doing anything. And we were still on our grind doing our thing. So it was just an interesting, it's like an interesting position to be in. Yeah. Um, you know, coming up as a unit versus just being like an individual director or like, yeah. you know. Did that ever make you question your pace or like have oh, thoughts? Oh, hell yeah. All the time. Yeah, because like me, me and Zoe, we'd always judge like, yo, are we popping yet? You know, like, <laughs> are you there yet? Are we the ones yet? You yeah. know, we'd had, like, a couple close encounters or, like, Calvin Harris's manager or whatever, like, retweeted our video on on Calvin Harris's, like, Twitter. And, yeah. like, it got, like, crazy hits. And we're like, is this it? <laughs> yeah. We're here, you know? And then the next week, we're like, it didn't mean anything. Yeah. It didn't mean anything. Because, like, what you, what you realize then that this is a marathon, and not a sprint and like if you're really gonna go because like our end game has always been movies and series Mm -hmm. and like really high-end commercials like it takes a while to get there you know unless you're extremely fortunate and blessed and you do one short film like wes anderson that you know skyrockets or whatever i think for the rest of us it's just this like this slower pace that you have to acquire these skills you have to go through these experiences yeah. and for us since we were doing it full-time and we didn't ever have like an agent or a manager or any of that it was always balancing art and business yeah. so yeah it was very very different yeah. like very different journey 
So how how important then is the idea of like relationships and the idea of like connecting on that soul level with people? Oh, relationships are everything. I forget who told me this quote that business and I'm going to say life as well mm-hmm. is all relational and not transactional. And if you think about things in terms of that scope, it totally shifts your perspective. Because even if you don't do business right off the bat, but you have a really cool bond, who knows? They go double back to you. Yeah. Years down the road, hey, so-and-so, like, you know what I mean? And my dad taught me that, too. He was like, it's always about the people. And it's always always the relationships you build. You never want to burn any bridges. And I think for us, too, we had to also learn – like what kinds of people we want to work with like we worked with you know because you're from the bay but we worked with a rapper andre nicotina and that like went really bad really quickly yeah and from that moment on we're just like you know what we're gonna only work with good people and you don't always know that right you could get a sense of it yeah but you definitely know like the crazy ones yeah yeah that are not going to center that relationship yeah exactly exactly and so you you try to attract those kinds of people and just keep building with them and you know be honest and have integrity yeah who would you say if you were to name not name but talk about you you can't name if you want like two to two two people or two two agencies to whatever that you've worked with that led with that and and like have really shined in your experience with them i would say i mean the first one would be our advisor young he has his own consulting agency but like he's totally heart-centered where Mm -hmm. he just really like he was a complementary skill set to a bunch of creatives like i have i'm split right i have business and i have creative zoe same my other partner, he's, like, more on the creative side. But Young was this, like, um, he was, like, the, f- the the framework. He provided the framework. We have ideas. We have, you know, talent and, and whatnot. But he was the structure. And the way he approached us, it was, like, it was so cool, you know, because, like, he just really believed in us and was, like, yo, like, we'll figure it out. We're going to make this work. And he's honestly why we got through the pandemic Mm. on an uptick. Mm. And then the other one, we're working with um, Cunningham Collective, which is a PR agency out of the Bay. And also, same thing, like, we just, we met the team, and they met us, and it was this, like, synergy that was so strong that even on our first project – they had so much trust in us and like the vision that they just let us do our thing Mm -hmm. and then like no questions asked and then when we like presented to them they were super happy and I was just like damn this never happens because usually it's always very micromanaged or very very you know Mm -hmm. they want to know each step of the way what's happening but they honestly didn't see anything until almost the rough cut which they were the trust was crazy so those two those two young and cunningham collective those two agencies definitely heart-centered definitely relational relational see that's dope because i always i think about well being from the bay and not having proximity to like la or the business like moving down here i was like oh this is where the businesses or like the industry 
and in my understanding of it and just like being around jen and her work in the industry that it's it's not at times it's not super relational and so for me it's it's like really like feels good to hear that the idea of relationship and the idea of building trust and building integrity mm-hmm. has a place and, and totally and can like thrive it is interesting though coming from the bay to la because i did come to la because i was like i want to grow i want to you know like meet all these like industry people and then being from the bay where everything that we do is all about just disruption and innovation and then coming to a place where the industry down the film industry down here is like tech industry up in the bay Mm -hmm. and so to see that there's there's this like hierarchy of the way things are done Mm -hmm. and compared to the way we do things you know because i i had toyed with the idea of getting an agent um to like represent me as a director and then they're like, yeah, they take 30%. I said, 30%? I was like, I'm good. I'll figure it Whoa. out. <laughs> 30%. The business side kicked it. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, like, dang, that's hella, you know? Yeah. But I think I think because we kind of just have the, that mentality, like, we'll just do it our own way and for better or for worse, um, yeah. you figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely – value in seeing how the industry works but then i also think that there's a lot of value in understanding the industry so you could disrupt it Mm. yeah my friend always used to tell me when we used to record music he's like you gotta you gotta break the rules yeah feel free to break he's like but if you don't know the rules you can't break the rules exactly and i was like oh okay that always made sense like i always think it is you gotta learn the you gotta learn the foundation and the fundamentals Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then from there you can innovate Mm -hmm. totally yeah I'm not breaking no rules, man. I don't know the rules, so. That's why you get game from people like Jordan. Um, of course. <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna go to. I'm at any question. I'm gonna go to Jordan right here. Just, just Jordan right here. Yeah. Alrighty. So in terms of like, um, you as Jordan the human, right? Like, what are the, what are the, what are the things that sh- shape you the most in terms of like your creative pursuits, like, um. Who's influenced that the most in your come up? I know you talked about your dad already, but influential folks. Mm. I would say, well, like personally, Zoe has affected my creativity a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, By nature, I'm a very young, very active, very like get it done kind of person. And he's always been my yin. So he's very like balances that energy and he's always kind of never made me feel bad for like who I am as a person, but just like, I don't know. He just like the way his just being just like kind of like opened me up to this different way of Mm -hmm. thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, Most recently I would say Remo Mm. has like really influenced me. Yeah. Yeah. In what ways? So I'm not going to give too much away, yeah. but we're working on a project together. And he's also kind of like a Zoe. We're total opposite of my nature. Yeah. Very yin. Very, like, the way we think even is, like, so different. He's laser focused. And we just decided the other night I'm, like, a Tommy gun. So I'll just, like, <laughs> and just, like, go. And I'll, yeah. like, 
I like to see the big picture and mm-hmm. he'll like laser focus on one. Mm-hmm. And so just like the we we're constantly exchanging books and materials and videos and and inspiration. And so he's opened me up to this like whole other just like realms of different creativity. Yeah. Um so he's been like a major one lately cuz we're working like pretty closely. We live really close to get, to each other so we're just like back and forth yeah Yeah. and then also he's introduced me into the world of woodworking Mm. which like after staring at a screen all day i i realized that humans need to be actually like making things and building things to have some kind of like physical satisfaction because we're not made to just like sit and zoom or just Mm -hmm. talk like it feels good to actually like get yeah. dirty yeah. and like build stuff and lift and move yeah. and you know and actually like physically create something. So that's been really cool. I just me and Harley just hang out of the wood shop all the time. I just, have you made anything? I just we just finished um, my new like entertainment system. So we did a custom one where like I have a like slide out drawer for my decks because i'm learning how to dj Ooh. and then my vinyl turntable and like all my vinyls and books and then we're building a desk how long did that take three whole days from scratch we built it from scratch all right miss handy man got it, it all together you got it all figured out okay yeah what did you learn about yourself in that process like having to like to to sit and like build something for three days or to work on it for that I really like building stuff. Mm. Like I knew it because I like building businesses. I like building stories. But then I didn't know I I needed to actually like also physically build things. Um, and like actually like drill and sand and you know like yeah. like do all of that. So that was really cool. And just I like I think I like um I like creative problem solving, yeah. which is why I like being on set so much Mm -hmm. because everything's always fluid and even though you have a plan you always have to adjust or you know think of something that you didn't think of in advance so you're kind of like thinking on your toes um but yeah so i think yeah woodworking's new hobby (laughs) i don't know man like a roller coaster she's going higher and higher (laughs) oh and last one that has really really influenced me this is not someone i know personally yet yeah neil gaiman Mm, yeah yeah he's um my all-time favorite writer Mm, but master of creating worlds and i love his writing because it's very fantastical and very out there but he always ties it back to some universal truth so even though you're in this really foreign world that's like run by rats or under London or whatever, mm-hmm. he'll tie it in a way where he's actually speaking to some greater like human condition, which I find genius. Mm. And you're going to manifest it. So that's happening. <laughs> Neil, Neil, congratulations. <laughs> We're going to let you work with Jordan. <laughs> like, uh, I... I was going to ask around the, what you were talking with, like, sets. Um, like, the human ability to... I'm really fascinated because I actually realized I'm someone who, like, I can go with the flow, but then I get very... Um, sometimes I get tight with, like, 
this is what I'm envisioning. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't, when it doesn't work that way, I actually am someone who gets like kind of, I'm actually with the flow in general, but then when it comes to something my heart is very tied to, mm-hmm. I get mad stressed out. Mm-hmm. And that problem solver or like that, especially in a stress situation, like a, like a set, how do you, how do you do that as a human being? Like what's that process for you? So I would say it starts with even before you're on set. So how we do it is we plan like crazy, right? We plan and try to think of all these different angles. So then when we're actually on set and something arises, we've kind of already worked out alternative versions in our mind. So we're not like, we're not just married to one thing. Um, but I would say it's a push-pull because there's certain things that you don't necessarily want to compromise on, mm-hmm. but then there's certain things where you have to. So I think for me personally, it's having pretty much a, a loose framework of what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And then on production days you leave enough room in there just a little bit to give Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and then and then you're aiming here but if you aim here it's okay because things happen or the shot that you envision isn't as tight as you thought it was but you know what we came up with a better one Mm -hmm. that you know so it's like giving yourself just a little bit of room a little bit of i guess forgiveness in that yeah um to to allow things to flow yeah yeah i love this this is how like philosophy based this is some deep shit (laughs) (laughs) right for real for real but she's getting began because i mean lance here is only 21 so you know it's pretty interesting yeah and i haven't really like really got my feet wet really into the world has jordan said anything to you that has maybe you've had a perception about that she enlightened or she she might have shed light on something new i mean i felt like when she said earlier being in the business world growing up but like they she plotted that a lot of business people don't have creative ideas or kind of same it's just applied by the same rules mm-hmm. and basically like she thought she thought to her own mind like some business people they think of as other people think mm-hmm. she thought for herself as an mm-hmm. individual, like, no, this is what I think. I don't care what nobody else think. Mm-hmm. So it's mind over matter. Like, reality is like you confidence with yourself. You gotta stay with. You gotta stick with the confidence, no matter what. Yeah. No matter what situation, it's like this is your vision. You gotta stick up for your vision. Yeah. What you see, you gotta stick stick up for what you see. Don't 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 take off your glasses because somebody told you to take off your glasses. If you need them to see, keep them on. <laughs> yeah. Well, like one thing that has been going on in the house is because we're talking about. It's just like Lance wants to, we're talking about how to set up like your future, right? And so Lance wants to make a t-shirt. And then we got, a, it was a few days where it was like, yeah. he's going to make a t-shirt. Now he's in partnership with his boys, thinking a copyright. Now he's going to go on like a master class to make some t-shirts and like build a brand. But then for a while, he's going to do some audiobooks, right? And yeah. but it was good. It was like a full process of like examining all that. Mm-hmm. And then also just, but that came from also like he was going to move out mm-hmm. and then he was going to go to Long Beach and then maybe go work at like a warehouse job or yeah, security. Yeah, like a warehouse job or, some, or a security job. Right. 
Those two simple things that I know of. So we talked about the idea of like investing in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Versus the like, yeah, you could go go live and be independent in Long Beach, but the circle of what you know, working that job every day for you to be able to just live in that house Mm. versus you know, like, and what that what you're exposed to here, yeah, and like, you could live here and then you can get game and you can like sit in on these things and then you can have the space to not have all your resources be pulled into yeah yeah just this like oh totally this cycle and so i think that's why it's super valuable to hear somebody who's who is a who is a business entrepreneur but a creative right because i think in in essence that's where you actually are right now that's what you're mm-hmm. examining right yeah there's two gems that i'll share with you that like really also shaped one of them's from my dad very wise guy yeah. um he I think when I was around your age, I would like really stress myself out because I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Like, you know, you see everyone, they they know exactly what they're going to be. They're going to be a doctor, an accountant or whatever. Right. Or there's those like prodigies that are just fucking amazing at whatever they do. And I was just like, I'm just this normal ass person. What am I going to do? You know? And my dad was like, you know what? don't stress yourself out about figuring out what you want to do. Just know what you don't want to do. And so I worked a couple jobs. Like I worked my tech job where I felt my soul die. And I was like, yep, okay, for sure not doing this. You know, I worked in retail, for sure not doing this. Food, I was like, I knew it wasn't everything, you know, but I wanted to have that experience when I had left the tech world. And that was like my bridge to the creative world. I was like, don't want to do that you know and so there's like things that you do and you're just like open to the experience so like i'll try that let me see you know okay not my thing you know or yeah. damn i really like that you know how i even got into this was because zoe was like yo you take really good pictures because i just really love mm-hmm. taking pictures mm-hmm. i never thought about it a, a career and being a creative and i i showed up and he was like introduced me to this creative world and then we worked on a set of a music video it was like 150 dollars music video and i was like yo this is it like <sighs> this is my shit i want to yeah. do this you know i don't know how i'm gonna do it i don't know anything about it i was on set for two days you know i don't know anything but i was like i'm gonna do it i don't care i'll figure it out and you definitely get met with resistance when you're kind of going left and everyone's going right i know for sure my family they love me but they're like yo what are you doing yeah you know but um but that was the first one is know what you don't want to do and the second one is when you have opportunities like this around you where people are like yo it's good like you could stay here you know take full advantage of that because I know for myself, I always wanted to have this independence and, you know, like have my own place and do all these things. I'll just work whatever kind of job so I could pay rent and like whatever. And um, my family was like, no, you're going to save money and and like figure it out. It's okay. And just having that freedom of being able to have a place where you don't like your paycheck just doesn't go out. 100% of the time it gives you a lot of mental space to actually explore 
because then you're not beat down by a job that you don't really want to be in. You're not stressed and you either. Can, yeah, you're not stressed, and you can actually, like, explore and experiment and do things that maybe you didn't even know you were into or, you know, you get exposed to different people. You're like, oh, yo, I like that. So it's, like, the environment is so crucial. So, yeah, stick with these guys for as long as you can because – like, like I said, I've been saying this, but, like, this is, like, the, the time zone to me. Like, I mean, you know, I'm taking it all in. But, like, just being around here, it's, like, it taught me a lot. Because, you know, I, I never grew up in a man-based house. Grew up in, like, in a female-based house. So I'm going to get, like, majority of the female, like, vision of as a young man. They they always say, you're the man of the house. But, like, I kind of didn't understand it. I didn't mm-hmm. know too much of that understanding. Because mm-hmm. I'm still young. I'm like, what is it like to really be a man? Because I ain't get no lecture or, or guidance from a man so it's like okay but then when i came here it was like oh man this is more like a mentor it's more like a father to me it's more like a friend to me it's like mm-hmm. it's just giving me the whole game mm-hmm. it's like overall it's pops mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting because you do have a feminine energy right which yeah. is why we get along because i think we're all we actually have like very strong feminine energies because yeah. when you're tapped in tune with examining and just kind of slowing down and reflecting you have that natural ability yeah because I, I i ain't gonna lie me and you, we like we fast people. Like you, like you said earlier, when you hear stuff, you have an idea. You're up and giddy up to go, mm-hmm. but you don't have time to actually like double back. Like hold on, let me break it down. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, third thing I'm gonna share <laughs> just popped up. Keep it simple. Yeah. So like when you have an idea, just do it. And yeah, you can mm-hmm. plan and you can mm-hmm. do all of these things and. But the best way to know if something's going to work is just to do it. Mm-hmm. And then once you do it, you can improve on it. You can make it better. But for me, I mean, it's a gift and a curse because I'll just do things without, like, really thinking it through. But then I'm in and I'm like, okay, well, this and this can be improved or I can do it better this way. Yeah. But sometimes when you overthink things, it leads to, yeah. like, what is that? Over over analysis leads to paralysis. paralysis yeah. I think that's true 100% because you could think things to death or you could just do it and be like, okay, this worked yeah, or it didn't. Yeah. And if it didn't, it's okay. You could either improve on it or move on to the next one. So all you did was you took that chance though. You took the opportunity to go. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I ain't gonna lie. I'll be doing that sometimes. I'll be like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Nah, nah, ah, man, I regret it. But no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. Let me go back hey, to it. It's okay. Okay. Especially like being young, our minds are like that. We are like, damn, like, this is really what I really envision. I mean, this is my idea, but at the same time, like, what's gonna really grab them? But then, am I sure about it? I don't know. Should I change the logo? No. Yeah. But that is a great logo. But oh my man, it's kind of hard. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's I, really hard. But now that you said that, I do have confidence in the, in the concept of just keeping it basic first, and mm-hmm. then from there changing it, evolving it, and then it. build it. Yeah, because like, I do. It. I ain't gonna lie. I feel like, I mean, when Ray read me, I was selling chips. So I have that that type of, like, hustle of, like, entrepreneurship and friendship and bonds because mm-hmm. I, that's the type of person I am. I come off as a friend and as a cool person. Like, you know, you come off as, like, a regular dude, no no intro business. Mm-hmm. It's, I guess it's, like, mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, do you have, have you built more friendships developing yourself throughout your your creative ideas and do i have you mean like working with friends yes like uh, have you yeah i mean zoe has been like one of my best friends in college and then we we built we're on our second company now Mm. um 
but I do know for a fact that you can't work with all friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the only way to figure that out is by kind of going down those roads and then you're like, oh, nope. You know, and it doesn't mean that you guys can't be friends, but there's definitely people that you can do business with and be friends, and then there's other people that it's better just to be friends. And you'll nail that pretty early on. Perspective-wise, you'll be like, oh, there's the boundaries. Yeah, exactly, boundaries. Boundaries are good. Let me ask you, what did you what did you learn in your meetings with friends talking about um, building, trying to do a brand together? Or uh, what, well, what I learned was it was more of a – that, that was his idea because uh, I was a friend. He had another friend create the the brand logo. So it was like, you know what? We all pitch in, help each other out. But at the same time, I, I came up with idea and I want to still, you know, continue that idea. And also I have, what you say, people helping me, supporting me. So I guess that supporting energy, mm-hmm. like uplifting me knowing that I have confidence if I just do it you know people would say just go for it bro or i see you doing it i can imagine you doing it it just motivates me so i'm like you know what this is my vision i have support for my vision i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. so i wanted to stick with my vision feel confident that I, hey i created this myself yeah. i mean yeah. i love the partnership but like but more of when you do it by yourself individually like yeah. oh yeah it's different yeah have you had projects like that jordan hmm. where collective version collective vision versus the individual vision it's just like was a separate thing and how you handled that uh projects i would say yeah well even like it's not so much a project but even the name flipbird though i came up with it and i like had to fight for it um because everyone else thought it was like too aggressive or it would send the wrong message um but i was like really stubborn and but because I respect the people I work with, I was like, all right, y'all come up with something better, but I'm sticking with this. Yeah. You guys don't come up with anything better, we're running with it. Um, and so I give them two weeks, and they didn't come up with anything better. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I think there's a, there's definitely, depends, right? Like if it's client stuff, you have to be pretty giving. If it's your own art or your own like vision, yeah. um, then you can you can push back and be a little bit more uncompromising. I felt really strong about Flipbird. I thought it like it's pretty tongue in cheek. It has a, like multiple meetings and it it can go a lot of different ways. And so I, was, I believed in it 100%. Um and I didn't take it personally when they didn't like fully buy in. Yeah. But I challenged them. Yeah. to come up with something better. What's the story behind Flipbird? What's the meanings for you? So we were going through a crazy um, business divorce with our first uh, partner, and um, we were dissolving that our first company, and then simultaneously building our second. And originally, I wanted uh, Freebird just because I wanted you know, like we were out, right? Um, and that was taken and then Flipbird popped in my head and I was like, Ooh, I like it. Cause obviously we know what flip flipping the bird means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like the whole idea of, of like Flipbird because we're literally flipping the status quo, like flipping mm. the paradigm, flipping. Mm. And so you can have so much fun with it. And then birds, I love birds cause 
you see them they look so free they're flowing they're flying they have a bird's eye view um and so we just kind of put all together and so now we have like so much fun with the name because you there's like there's flock there's birds there's flight there's you know there's like so many things you can do with it yeah yeah was there any insecurity around that like with not everybody being on board how do you hold that space for yourself when like people you trust or your your creative your creative people aren't fully on board um (laughs) i don't know i think i was just like i really like it and if you can convince me that something is better, I will go with it. Mm. But I really doubt it because this is fucking tight. Yeah. Like, I just, because I could see it. And then I think, like, you start to trust your instinct. Yeah. Because there's things you can think and then there's things that you know. Mm. And I knew Flipbird was just going to, it was going to go, you know, yeah. because it's simple. It's, like, very concise. It's not, you know, super long. Yeah um rolls off the tongue you know like it just had so many things so in my gut i just knew so even though people weren't fully like on it i just knew i just had that intrinsic belief of like this is tight that's powerful because i think the the power too comes in the fact that you weren't like this is it you were like this is what i like but if you can change my mind, like if something comes along, I'm willing to change my own view yeah. on it as well. Yeah. I told Zoe, I think my exact words was to Zoe was, yo, come up with something better. Two weeks. You have two weeks. But I'm going to be waiting right here next to Flipbird. So I'll see you back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't like that wasn't stubborn. It was just more like, hey, just let me know what you got. <laughs> yeah exactly i was like i'm gonna give you a fair shot i didn't totally i wasn't trying to be a dictator and was like no this is it because i think you always have to be open to like something being better because it's always a possibility that something's better yeah. but until proven otherwise i'm rolling with this you know yeah. but yeah i guess it's confidence and in, yeah. in just like that knowing of like because I, I also knew that we'd be in a good situation regardless because if they did come up with something mm-hmm. better, then that would be even, like, mm-hmm. more fire, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I also hear, like, you don't, your ego is not involved in your, necessarily in your creative pursuits, that is. I, I think ego has no place in creative pursuits. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I think you can have a vision, and I think, um... Yeah, there's things that you can be very uncompromising in, but I believe that good ideas come from anywhere. And so, like, me and Remo were working on something, and he told me, oh, like, it feels a little bit too heavy in this one part. And it was, like, a part I had just written and, like, added in. And I was like, cool, all right, let's just take it out. And he said, really? Yeah. You don't? you don't like care and i was like no if it feels too heavy let's just take it out because i'm more interested in what makes the best piece possible it doesn't Mm. matter if it's 100 percent for me yeah how do you how do you how do you create that how do you create that like barometer or compass that can read that 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 is like okay i'm gonna just receive that versus wait i think i feel a certain way that's a good question i think I think it it goes back to the idea that I just talked about, like the thinking and the knowing. There's certain things that I know, like there's certain things that I know need to be there that need to get us from A to Z. 
And then there's other things that I think this could be cool or this could work. Mm-hmm. And and often the times that things don't really actually like actually fit or like actually work are the things that I think, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's just it's always a dance. It's always a balance, you yeah. know, like there's yeah. always things where you're like this could totally go this way, but. I don't know. I think I did a bad job answering that, but no, it makes sense. You, yeah, that totally makes sense. Cause I have, that's my one. I try to, obviously, my ego dies, like not dies, but it it, it's less of a place in my life as I get older, for sure. But still, I still find myself there's that's still a process for me at times when being creative of. Even when that's like with myself, mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, no, why would you do that? Like, what's this? And it's sometimes it gets too focused on perception. And then yeah. I'm like, ah, and then when I get in those spaces, I'm like, damn, like, how do I, how do I work out of this now? Yeah. You know? And so I'm always interested to hear how people. I, um, because I read so many books, I read, um, the book on, uh, Quentin Tarantino, his interviews. And that was the like a big takeaway I took from him is that he's super uncompromising in his art, and so I think for me personally, there's my personal art that I can be uncompromising with, yeah. and then there's there's the client stuff or whatever that I've learned that isn't my art, which mm. was very tough pill to mm. swallow mm-hmm. because as a creative, you think everything is is has to be your best stuff and it's not saying we don't do our best that's their vision yeah it's like even though we are the ones interpreting whatever it is that they need to be done for the piece ultimately they are the ultimate stakeholders right like they it's their brand it's Mm -hmm. their it's their product it's their and so early on i would get heartbroken because i would think i would like really want to try these ideas and these concepts and the client wouldn't get it or Mm. they were just totally totally nixed it and then i learned okay this is their brand and so even though people say oh i want to try this i want to try that and then they're actually not comfortable doing that that's okay because that that's their stuff we just need to help them execute to the best of our ability Mm -hmm. and whatever the final product is they have the ultimate final say but stuff that we create for ourselves or, you know, that's flippers or mine or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what you think about it because oh. we're creating it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Don't, 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 don't interrupt while I'm painting right now. I'm concentrating. I don't, I don't care what you say. This is my art. This is my work. Hey, yeah. Hey. I mean, I think and you need to strike that balance, right? Yeah. Because, like, I'm writing a commercial for Flipbird right now that is like pretty out there and I was like but it's our shit so we can be we're not making it for anyone else yeah you know does that practice make you immune to the perceptions of of other people how do you build that piece up of not worrying about outside perceptions or or critical opinions or critiques hmm for client work or just in general I would say uh in in your most creative pursuits my most in your most vulnerable creative uh place hmm i think the human nature you're always going to uh, like worry a little bit about what people think but at the end of the day 
if it's your vision and you're like you're putting your heart and soul into it I've come to the conclusion that whoever this resonates with is exactly who it should be resonating with and if it doesn't that's okay maybe we're just not on the same frequency maybe we're just not on the same same wavelength you know and I I feel like that with people in general right is like I'm just gonna be me fully like my art is gonna be fully me and whoever fucks with it fucks with it and whoever doesn't okay that's okay it's not made for everybody Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's made for the people who will get it (laughs) I like that (laughs) that's that's true of artists of a, a believer yeah just of themselves and just accepting too yeah totally because like with people right you're like you're not gonna get along with everybody right yeah like not everyone will like your vibe but that's but are you gonna change your vibe (laughs) to match theirs no you know true true not at all it's gonna make you feel uncomfortable exactly and then you're not being true to yourself you're just like yeah so well, part of the wonder piece or just like connection piece for like source i want you to let's do a little exercise i want you to pitch your idea i want you to pitch your brand your 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 vision to jordan and just share with her uh, oh about the t-shirt yeah, yeah um so i created an idea of like you know i'm like uh well i woke up to this but it was more like hey like all right you know growing up everybody got like the money bag go get it go get money type shirts but nobody got like a type of like weed shirt. Right now, you know, weed's legal, everybody's smoking. So I'm like, oh, we need like a feel good high shirt. So I'm thinking like, oh, like high fragrance. I'm thinking like with like the joint wrapped up with the smoke coming out and it's saying high fragrance on the front. And then Ray recommended, don't put like weed aroma so wide that's like, oh, we see it's a, it's a weed shirt. Put it like small, like, like a good little size and also like use like a creative ideas with the fonts so mm-hmm. i was trying to like think of like being creative with that and on the back of the shirt would have been like a ashtray with the weed sign on, on the back you know just something mm-hmm. like a feel good shirt nothing none too crazy none too why high fragrance because um, i ain't gonna lie when i like when i when i get high a lot of people get high they, they just be chilling like very calm so i'm like oh it's like a very calm thing so it's like <laughs> it's and it's loud we just we smell weed yeah. right so it's yeah. like it's like you're a calm person and it's like it's like a perfume you smell you can smell it from afar and like what you said earlier like i, I smell somebody smoking like ding 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 mm-hmm. walking with the shirt high fragrance you know it you see mm-hmm. it like it's just you know what I think would make it really fire hmm. is because you are such an intellectual person is like somehow incorporating it with some kind of like elevating thought or like mm-hmm. quote or you know what I mean because it's like it is a weed shirt mm-hmm. but like you're such an intellect and you're reading all of this stuff like just like little gems little little like tidbits of knowledge when people like see that like oh shit okay. You, you, you're different than, like, mm-hmm. what I would have, like, assumed, you know what I mean? And just, like, elevate it 
elevate it. You know what I mean? Because, like, shirts are, like, flags, right? Yeah. Shirts are what people, like, their belief systems, their style, mm-hmm. and whatever. And you're, like, always reading. So I would want to see, I'm challenging you to, like, even put even a little bit more of a spin on it of, like, yeah, it's feel good, but then also maybe makes you think or maybe plants an idea in someone's head that they didn't have before. Because I love those kinds of shirts. When you see that, you're like, oh, okay. You know? And it, it, and it just, like, elevates it a little bit. Well, thank you. Thank you for the <laughs> <laughs> she threw me some of her magic on me. So. What do you think about that idea? I like that. I like that idea. Like, Yeah, because your mind is so open. Like, you should mm-hmm. share that knowledge, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially, like, with, like, like your circle of friends too who might not think the same as you but like maybe you just they read a quote that opens a little door in their mind that oh you know like they get interested in this one thought and they go down this rabbit hole that you introduce them to through your shirt yeah you could do that really cool with like really cool design and font and all that well i'm gonna have to get some help with that you could do it yeah i get help yeah, just think about it. Just like there's so like I when I saw the Superior Man, I was like, oh, you're to- that's totally a Lance book, yeah. you know. <laughs> but like cool little quotes like really resonate with people because they're short. They're like little nuggets. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. little like you're like just giving little seeds away. <laughs> Not too much of it, just a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, because I heard a couple things that just what Jordan was saying in terms of your process already this week that we all we kind of went over which was keep it simple right to keep it simple where it became a brand then it became like a brand partnership <laughs> it was like yeah. we're gonna enterprise going and then and then we got <laughs> and then you got back to like it's just like one shirt right yeah start with a shirt and it's getting it done yeah and like, start with a shirt get like 30 printed sell out of those yeah i was gonna get like 25 yeah like exactly 30, but... <laughs> yeah yeah get them and then yeah. that'll like validate your idea right that people will buy these shirts mm-hmm. and then the next round cool you're working on this design and you know just go small go step by step and mm-hmm. then and then build momentum don't like get too far ahead of yourself mm-hmm. yeah and then what jordan was saying to the idea of it representing yourself right yeah like, i think that's spot on in terms of how do you capture who you are the most the most accurately depicted right because talk about like even in the idea of like a, a brand right the, your goal is not to sell eight thousand t-shirts right you want to you want to build an idea i feel like you're you're loving the, this idea of crafting an idea yeah. you're in your notebook you're drawing you're writing you want to like you're trying to capture something of yourself mm-hmm. so i think what jordan was saying in regards to that of let it be the most accurate depiction of of you, of yeah. you. yeah because you're cool like jello our art director he has his own brand called Not For Free. And that jumpsuit that I was wearing the other day, that was his. That's wise. But he's, like, really into cars, really. But also, he's not for free because as a young creative, like, people would take advantage. And so he kind of made that his tagline. And then he, all of the stuff that he creates around it is all a reflection of him. Mm. His interests, his taste, his aesthetics. Like, it's him in in merch form you know it's pretty cool yeah so yeah put yourself into the products i like that idea Mm -hmm. put myself into the products Mm -hmm. man i ain't gonna lie i like to use those 
All types of catchy words and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, let it be a reflection. Okay. I'll, I'll really let it be a reflection, but a cool way, though. Cool way. Yeah. yeah. And you're all about uplifting. You know, you're all about elevating. So I feel like that will resonate with people. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll for sure do that. Check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, last thing. Just do a couple questions, like quick fire questions. So I'll ask, I'll ask one, one goes, and the other one goes. I might change it up just for each of you. Okay. okay. And then we'll just answer, okay? Okay. All right, Jordan, one film everybody should watch. Ooh, City of God. Mmm, that's God. fire. Have you seen that, Lance? You should see So that. good. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it's real. We'll, we'll watch it. All right. Uh, top, top three MCs. My top three MCs? Yes. Ooh. I ain't gonna lie to you right now that I'm listening to. Yeah. My my top in, uh, MCs. I ain't gonna lie. I listen to a lot of Bow Wow's. So mm-hmm. Bow Wow. Uh, if I had to, I listen to Tupac. Mm-hmm. If you had to, if I had, like, <laughs> you put Bow Wow ahead of Tupac. No, I'm, I'm not. Like, I'm not Man. trying to. This is no not in order. This is not in order. It's not in order. It's not in order. It's not in order. Well, for the people, I think the people want to know why Bow Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody like y'all laughing at him, but y'all got to think about it. He's been in the game since he was young, and he's been like the knowledge of the game. His wordplay crazy, like, and he's still he's still alive to this day. He's been everybody been bashing him, like you said. The media is so powerful. You feel me? Yeah. They'll say anything about him, but at the same time. He just, he been just right. He's he's still alive. His music is still viral. I always listen to all his green light mixtapes from his mm-hmm. old school stuff. But I mean that's like you said, it's only for a couple people that like that. But hey, yeah. it's all good. And then my third one, I ain't gonna lie, most deaf. Huh. Oh, most deaf part. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, so, not not that I'm judging, but yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout it. out to Joey Badass too. He hard too. That's like most deaf, like uh, little son. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> We're just gonna do a whole podcast about why Bow Wow is a top three. MC <laughs> we can't. I mean, he vicious to me. Like, hold on. I don't know. I'm gonna listen. Yeah, well, I'm, the, I'm curious. Anything, I'm gonna I'm listen. Curious. Yeah. Because yeah. then maybe I'm slacking somewhere. I need. Yeah. To, I need to hear. All right. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Teth. <laughs> <laughs> one food for the rest of your life. I'll be like, mm, I can't stop eating. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. I think I eat like blueberries. Blueberries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clean your system out. Yeah. That's alkaline type food, so you feel me? Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. One place uh, that everybody in the world needs to see. Hawaii. Never been there. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yours is, uh, where's the best pizza? Best pizza? Ooh. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. That's a tough one. That I know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just throw some pizza spot. Oh, you know what? No, I can't get. I'm not. I can't. I don't got no really yeah. best pizza spot. Or the, you you got a, a good pizza spot? I, I mean, I really don't know. Cause. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I would say New York. Yeah, I've had good like New York slices, but I'm not. I'm like for me, I'm not like this is the best. Like I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not I like know. a like a tiered guy. I like pizza. I, I, enjoy I pizza. love pizza. Yeah, I, mean, I, I enjoy it. Thin and it's like crisp on the bottom. Pizza like art to me. It's like yeah. you just try different types of pizza forms. Like I yeah. mean, yeah, pizza is pizza. Like hold on, like but I mean, pizza is many different yeah. types of styles. I don't yeah. have a favorite. <laughs> my the, my favorite pizza I've ever eaten was in France in Paris, which is I didn't know is yeah. Mm, you would think thing. Italy, but I haven't been to Italy, so but mm. it was super bomb. But it was probably because we ate in this like tiny restaurant, and then they took us to the third floor, and it's just like winding staircase in the middle. It was just like a 
around like winter time and it's just cold but then peace was just, yeah, yeah, was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i ain't gonna lie too that sounds good yeah. all right your most transformative period of your life Ooh, i would say the past five years mm. yeah most transformative hands mm. down for sure i like it that it's the last five yeah it's the most recent yeah Shout out somebody, uh, somebody that's a bedrock in your life, that's a pillar in your life. That's a pillar in my life. Yeah, man, I'm I'm not gonna lie, it's a lot, but I ain't gonna lie. I can say my twin brother. Um, even though I guess he knows my ignorance, uh, but he knows me too well. He knows like how I am as a person. He like nah, he knows me like uh, that's not what you do. But at the same time, we do argue because I'm like my my. My ego gets over me. I'm like, ah, like, nah, this is me, this is me. But at the same time, I got, I got to give it up to him because, you know, he tells me the game. He'd be like, bro, I wouldn't recommend you doing it. But at the same time, you got to figure it out yourself. But also, he's always there, even though he says that. So it's like, he'd be like, don't run to me about this. But he still be like, hey, do you need that help with that situation? So yeah. that's what I love about my brother. So like, I, I can see my brother for sure. Who's one person from your past that you would want to reconnect with? I don't have one because they're in my past for a reason. (laughs) That's that's some real spill. If you thought you knew Jordan from the past, sorry y'all, you can still listen to the podcast. That's some real spill. Man, she just she said what? That's all dirt from the past. Like not to sound disrespectful, but like she done used her broom, sucked up all that bad dust. And threw it in the trash and took that trash out. That's old news. <laughs> you don't think like, about I, old trash. I can't think of one yeah, person. No, I like that. That's the best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> All right. Address Jordan. Give Jordan some love, some, some, some words, and a reflection to close out. Uh, Well, I mean, from Lance, myself, 21-year-old Lance, I'm very inspired. I mean, come on now. Uh. A witch. I didn't really know she was a witch. Be real too. And she's a witch. She's like the most coolest witch I ever met so far. You know, and cast no voodoo on me and nothing like that. You know, I mean, I really admire, you know, our witch here, Miss Beautiful Witch. I mean, she, she do cast a spell. I hope it's not too crazy, okay? But I do matter. She's intelligent. She always give me game. I know she's going to give me game about little life stuff, but at the same time, she's just a happy person. Like, if you can't be around a happy person, you're crazy. <laughs> she's not crazy. you crazy. <laughs> Just don't turn her crazy though, okay? <laughs> but she's always smiling. Uh, she's a, a high in, high thinker. She's always open. I mean, mm-hmm. right now my people right now they're not really open thinkers. We like more of ego thinkers right now. We nah, it's me, me, me. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I get that type of advice, it just makes me be like, man, you know what? I feel good to know that I'm myself. Yeah, I'm really like free. Like I'm like, wait, that's me. Like. We just switched, like, generation-wise. Like, mm-hmm. that's exactly. dope. That's what it felt mm-hmm. like. So it's like, I just know if I had any type of game I wanted to ask, I know she's going to answer for me. She's going to give me the game. Of course. <laughs> and I really appreciate y'all both. Real spill. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Game game for Lance. What okay. kind of game you can give me? Um, I would say yeah. reflection. reflection. I would say you're in a really great place surrounded by really great people um and you have such a good heart and an open mind so just keep soaking everything up and like like save it in your database 
save it away, experience as much as much as you can, stay open-minded, and don't be afraid to try new things because some work, some don't, but you'll end up in a good place. Like, you're already in a great place. So, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing and then ask hella questions. Oh, yeah. I think I will ask. Yeah. You know, sometimes don't I'm try stuck. to act like you know. Like, mm-hmm. ask questions. Yeah. Be a student. Be a humble student. Oh, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I don't think if I ever will, you know, turn into that, I think he would, like, gladly, no, slightly knock me inside my head like, hey, man. Like, <laughs> look. <laughs> well, he was, like, yesterday. He's like, I'm going to get my design done for my shirt. Like, where, where are you getting a design? He's like, I'm going to go to Fiverr. I was like, go hands, bro. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. You know you're around? You know how many people we have? Like, <laughs> you're going to Fiverr for your, like, life's brand? But I ain't know no better. Yeah, like, yeah, I, that's, that's, it's yeah, okay. That's, that's right. It's okay. That's just a, yeah. Start anywhere. Yeah, you have, like, yeah. I'm, I'm just laughing about it because we, you are, you're in a space where we have designers that are dope, that are, yeah. like, professionals, right? So it's just funny to me, but that's the very, like, I wouldn't knock that. If people had yeah. to go to fire, I wouldn't knock it. But I'm glad that you threw that at me because I'm like, hold on. I had to slap my face right quick. Like, wait a minute, bro. You had to wake up. Like, you forget something, too. Like, you in a circle full of, like, artists. Like, this is an artist realm. Like, it is. Let me let me ask some questions. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Give it up for Jordan. Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah. Just, Thank just you. Jordan. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Liv. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming. That's tight. That's dope. Podcast.